0: Hey folks, here I am again for another episode of the Spy Dreams Podcast. I know I only did one yesterday, but uh went to an authors guild meeting today and listened to some interesting stuff. He's talking about opening lines. Now, if you don't have a good opening line, people won't read the book. Whenever I think of opening lines, I always think of that classic peanuts cartoon. Snoopy's on top of the doghouse with his typewriter. He's typing away. It says, It was a dark and stormy night. Lucy looks at it and goes, "You should write a romance." So Snoopy changes one word. He was a dark and stormy night. Well, I don't write that kind of—I don't write, you know, that kind of uh, opening line. But I think the next opening line of my next book is, uh, "When he entered the room, I was in the chair that my feet had been tied to." Now think about that line. Let's break it down. Okay least sitting in a chair. His feet had been tied to it. But the way I said that, you don't know if his feet are still tied. Why was his feet tied? You see, if you don't want to read the next line, I haven't got your attention. I tried to do that. A lot of people tried to do that. Uh, the opening line in the uh, opening paragraph of Sandtrap. they are memories that fade like old blue jeans. They're worn, they're comfortable, but they're not what they used to be. Then there's those memories that are as vivid as the day they happened. You remember every sight, sound, and smell. Your first kiss, the touch of your first true love, the first time you made love, the first time you jumped out of a perfectly good airplane, first time you skied down a steep mountain, and the first time you committed a cold-blooded killing. Now that doesn't want to make you read more. I don't know what does. But. The problem with some people have with an opening line is that's all I got. You've got to know where you're going with something. You've got to have a story. I've never had anyone actually say to me, "Why do you write?" They've asked that question, but not in that way. They've asked the question like, "You enjoy writing? You gonna write more books?" And I think in some ways they're asking, "Why do you write?" I like to tell stories. If I make a buck or two at it, that's great. These days you can publish without spending a lot of money. And uh, When you don't have a publisher knocking at your door, giving you a big check, that's kind of nice, being able to do it cheaply. So I like to tell stories. What kind of stories? I try to tell stories I like to read. Currently I'm doing spy novels, espionage kind of stuff. Got a science fiction book in the pipeline called Circular Logic. Maybe you can figure out from the title it involves a time travel paradox. Got a fantasy story that's out there as two 99 cent ebooks right now Moonspark, The Saga Begins, and Moonspark, The Return, both of them available on Amazon for Kindle. They're going to be part of a longer novel. What's in them? Well, here are the magic sword, a beautiful witch, demons, dragons, and tanks, and Nazis. So, you know, everybody writes a lot of different things. Sometimes you use different names on it, sometimes you use the same name. The biggest thing you're doing is telling stories. And your stories are influenced by where you're from. What you've lived. What you want to live. Why do I write James Bond kind of stuff? Hell, I wanted to be James Bond. Didn't everybody? Either that or Napoleon Solo. You know, even Matt Helm, the one from the book, not the movies. You know, it just—it's what you grow up with. It's what—it's what influences your life. My father loved to read anything. He would read romance novels. Somebody said, "Why are you reading that?" He says, "I needed something to read. It was handy. They've usually got a good little story. They're not real complicated. You can sit down and read it and not have to think a lot about it." I guess that's why there's so many of those are beach reads, isn't it? You can just sit and read it. Well, I try to write the same kind of stories not a romance, not a formulaic. I don't want you to know exactly what's going on, but I want you to be able to sit down, just get into the story. The two best lines I've gotten about my books, "Sap from the friend who said, you've created James Bond for the South. My cousin had been a civil servant for the U.S. government for years. She read the first two novels. And her comment was, are you sure you've never worked for the government? I told that to somebody. And they go, that's a compliment? I laughed and said, when you write espionage novels, it is. The other good one was a friend of mine who got all three books, and I saw him in Food City, local supermarket. And he came up and he says, he's going to get his ass shot off. You know, is there a greater compliment you can give somebody than to be that into the characters they've created? Now, for future reference, you tell an author, I like the book. That's good. You tell an author, I love the book. I wrote your review. That's better. But when you say, I love the book, when's the next one coming out? I don't think there's a bigger compliment you can give. Well, that's about all for today. but seven or eight minutes worth here, maybe ten. And occasionally you're going to hear me sign off with a line, Don't die. Well, that's from John Fleming in the books. It's something he started saying in the OSS when he was sending people out into really bad situations. Try not to die. And that's how I'm going to sign off. So until the next time, I want you to stay locked and loaded, ready to roll, and try not to die. This is Tom Fugate in the Spy Dreams Podcast. Have a good one.